Welcome to Everybody Has Shit. I'm Kim Reed. This podcast is an open invitation to put your wellness on another level. You no longer have to keep your autoimmune disease or whatever it is that's holding you back a secret. Secrets hurt us. Everybody has shit, so let's all get better together. Let's all try to overcome the challenges we are facing and live our best life. A few years back when I did my radio morning show, I would feature a local woman who knew everything about nutrition and food. She was fascinating. At the time, she had opened a place called Beaming, where you could get the most delectable treats and smoothies, and it was all organic and incredibly healthy. So naturally, I had to bring her back to share with you her latest venture into the wellness community and who she's gotten herself into business with. Her first initial is G, and her last name is Paltrow. We're going to be talking with Lisa Odenweller. She is so inspiring and motivating. I hope you are as moved by her as we were. So Lisa, I know that health and food and now entrepreneurship has been a massive part of your life. And I've known you for, I mean, I don't know, maybe 10 years. Um, So can we go way back and see how all of this got instilled in you? Because this doesn't happen overnight. This is a brewing type of a situation. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, so thank you for asking and thanks for having me. Yeah. It's fun to be here with you again. No, you look amazing, thank by you. the way. Right back at you. Thank you very Process. much. It's the chroma. <laughs> it's chroma <laughs> Um Well, I'd lo- I sort of always tell the story that it, it started when I was little, really, when I remember being afraid of, like, what if you go to the doctor and they tell you something bad? And I hated that feeling since I can remember just thinking, like, I, what can I do? How can I feel empowered with my health? I didn't like the fact that it just didn't feel like it was in my hands. Right. And so, but it, well, I didn't really know what that meant. I just knew that I didn't like the feeling. Um, and then I think fast forward through the years and then, you know, of course, when you have an ailment, whether it's a headache or something's wrong, you go to the doctor, they give you a pill. And that never felt right for me either. I was like, well, does it, like, what if, isn't there a different way? So this was just you independently thinking? This is independently, like through my 20s and 30s, sort of just like, kind of questioning all of this, but this was before food as medicine was, I mean, obviously, apocatries, it's been a thing for a long time, yeah. but we weren't talking about it as a society. Right. Um, so it was ahead of juice cleansing and, and all of the movement that's happened now. This was just like, yeah, you know, eat well, but we didn't really know what that meant. And, no. and actually, like, if you think about it, I mean, sorry, I'm going to bash a couple brands, but like whole grain goldfish, we thought meant we're good for you. Whole grain anything. Whole grain anything. Whole I mean, wheat anything. Whole wheat tins <laughs> and these things. And if it said organic, we thought it was good. Yeah. Right? So I, I think that, um, and, and we thought we were doing good things. So whole grain goldfish is a great example. You know, I was a mom, was a mom at a young age, 26, um, had, th- had three kids. Um, and as I was getting older, so in my late 30s, um, a couple kind of main moments happened. Um, one is, as I was getting older, hormones were changing. Right. Started to feel the inflammation, the foggy brain, eyes weren't as bright, just didn't, you know, gaining weight, hair was thinning, right? And my husband at the time, same thing. Our workouts weren't as strong, and we were both very fit. Um, we had three little kids. My daughter was, uh, at the time, she was about nine, nine or 10, and she had been on ADD medication. Um, and, and I hated that. Yeah. I was like, this is not right. Like, yeah. 
But I knew she needed something because she wasn't able to focus in school. Right. And so the ADD medication caused mood disorder. And so then she had to go on another medication. And that caused her to be almost catatonic. And so my baby girl like had like no, no zing, mm-hmm. no just like life to her. And just sort of walked around catatonic, which of course as a parent is horrifying. Yes. Didn't know what to do. Um, and, and so this, this kind of whole thing, like what can I do? There has to be something different. This can't be the answer. Simultaneously with my husband and I both kind of going through our stuff, simultaneously with two little tiny boys bouncing off walls. And as so it I, was a lot. It was a lot of things that all sort of led to getting to the answer. Yeah. Right. So then at the same time, I was in transition with companies and different entrepreneurial things I had done. And I was like, sort of had gone into this quiet space. And I was like, okay, I'm not going to create. I'm going to wait for the, the message. Like, and it was really uncomfortable. I kind of call it like no man's land because I like to create, I like to do. And I was like, nope, we're not going to do. We're going to sit here and just go, right? <laughs> It's going to come. And I was like crawling out of my skin. Yeah. And I was at an event in New York, a Marie Forleo event. This was 13, 14, 14 years ago. And uh, a woman by the name of Chris Carr spoke, which I'm sure you've heard of. And she is, she wrote Crazy Sexy Diet. She did the whole kind of cancer, um, you know, kind of like healing through food, mm-hmm. told, told her story, released her a lot of the juice cleansing stuff. I had not heard of her at the time, but she's really such a pioneer in this, in the space. And she spoke and I'll never forget that moment because as she was speaking, she really zeroed on in on the fact that we have a responsibility to take control of our health and it starts with what you eat, drink and think. And the way she does it, she's very witty and she's mm-hmm. funny and she's beautiful and vibrant. And eat, drink, and think. It, 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 it's the, the, our health is what we eat, drink, and think. Yeah. That's what it starts with. When yeah. you really think about it, it's the basics. It what is. you put in your body, what you think, your thoughts, right? Which their thoughts also create stress. Right. Right? Um, so when you kind of peel it all back, it's that simple mm-hmm. and not, right? So. I'm listening to her and I and everyone was captivated by her and I looked at my friends because I saw like the, the vibration of the room lifting and I was like everyone just could not take enough in of what she was saying and I looked at my friend and I said my god that woman is beaming and that began sort of my like real dive into food as medicine wanting to learn everything I could about how using food could heal so there was the birth of the name beaming. of beaming, beaming, which was a place to go mm-hmm. to get the most amazing food, um, smoothies, all kinds of things that we had never seen. Yeah. So the name came first, but it, your ability though to make these things couldn't have just happened then. So it did. I mean, obviously, it happened. There was a couple of years of process that happened. So. Take, I, what I did first was like, didn't understand what that meant at the yeah. time, right? All I knew is I have to do something. Went to IIN, nutrition school, read every book I could get my hands on, and the things that really triggered everything for me to then create Beaming, and now Chroma, and everything else I do, was I started to make these changes in my in my own home, mm-hmm. right? And so really started to understand that whole grain goldfish aren't good for you. Wheat thins are not, whole grain goldfish have you know, blue and red dyes in them, and no wonder my kids were spazzes. Yeah. Um, 
and then understood the triggers and specifically for my daughter, right? So any type of gluten, sugar, dairy, um, wheat, processed foods, too much meat, especially non-organic, you know, anything like that, alcohol, et cetera, is an inflammatory, right? Mm -hmm. So when you put those in your body, we, we, we all have some sort of response. But especially if you have any type of extra sensitivity where it could, especially with an ADD situation, cause inflammation in the brain, which then doesn't allow for, in her case, her brain to fully function. Right. At no point in any of the discussions with the doctors was that brought up. Of course not. <laughs> so I removed all the inflammatories of gluten, wheat, sugar, dairy, you know, because the kids, they love pizza. So they wait, love how pizza. long ago? So this was 13, 12, 13 years this ago? This is 13, 14 years ago. So, okay, 12, 13 years ago, my son, my son who also has ADHD, yeah. which it's a terrible thing to go through. It's awful. As a parent. Yeah. Because you're constantly searching for what's wrong with them yeah. and you don't know. It's it's terrible, and then the only solution being offered to you is what? Medication. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, and that, you're right. One thing leads to another. Yeah. But food was never, never entered into the conversation at all. No, never. And then I'd hear other parents talking about their child who has migraines. And then they go to the doctor, and the doctor gives them migraine medication. And I said, well, do you want to check and see if maybe they have a gluten sensitivity? And sure enough, it was gluten. Um, my daughter, when she was little, she um, had ear infections all the time. At no point was the question asked, maybe she's allergic to milk, right? Because we were feeding them bottles of yeah, milk or yeah. soy, right? Yeah. We did a lot of soy milk then. She was allergic to milk and soy. So she went on antibiotic after antibiotic after antibiotic, which killed her gut flora, something we actually struggled with, which also inf affected the ADD. Yeah. And once again, never once was the conversation like, hey, let's check for any type of allergies, food allergies. Yeah. So it was all of these things. And then of course, my daughter now, we kind of fast forward, I do this test on her, remove the inflammatory triggers for the brain. And in two weeks, she's totally fine, does not need medication anymore, and is able to like fully function in school and moves into honors classes. Unbelievable, right? You know who got pissed off though, don't you? Yeah, big pharma. Oh yeah, oh yeah. It's big like time. one less. Big time. Oh, this is like the worst conversation ever for them, right? And and it's which is so sad, and which yeah. is why we have to get. And 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 I say this from two points. So I am not one that goes out and just like starts this kind of whole propaganda and like that's to like scream, you know, from the mountaintop, right? I get to have these kind of conversations where I get to like give the backstory to, of like how these. Like beaming and this where you happened. Saw it. You where saw, I the saw results. it. I lived it. And I think, I think all of us have stories like this. Yeah. And we all. And I think part of what my message is is really to become much more intuitive and connected to our bodies, and listen to like our gut, right? right. Whether it's our own health or it's our children's health, right? Like to challenge. Sorry, Western medicine. There's a place for it. Absolutely. Agreed. But to challenge it and listen to like, hey, have I done what I need to do to really make sure I'm eating well or I'm making sure I'm feeding my family well before yeah. I run to go get the quick fix 
Because here's the deal. We're set up to want the quick fix. We want the pill to be given to us and your symptoms to go away. But that's not how it works. Mm -hmm. The pill not only creates more symptoms, but it masks the reasons why you have these things. I mean, Lisa, I'm sure you're very aware of the fact that there's there's like an epidemic of autoimmune, of chronic illnesses out there. So we all have to be doing something similarly, in essence, to be afflicted with all of these things. We do, and and I'm going to say something that, of course, you know, it's going to get like all the different kind of controversy. But one of my biggest frustrations is in COVID, right? So what was the conversation? The conversation was never about your diet. It was never about eating well and managing stress and exercise. It was about a vaccination. It was never about, hey, everybody, those of you who are not taking care of yourselves are more vulnerable. There's a direct correlation. Right. Right. Yes, there's that one-off stories, right? And that yes. exists anytime, anywhere. Of course. But let, why are we not having that conversation? Why are we not talking about the fact that if, if, if you can improve your immunity, right, and you can take control of your health, going back to what Chris Carr was saying, then you are empowered to be less vulnerable to whether it's COVID or something else, right? And and that conversation still isn't happening. And I'll go one step further, which really irks me, and that is the people who got vaccinations, what happened? McDonald's and, and Dunkin' Donuts offered free donuts for people who got vaccinations, which is completely contradictory. Well, which has been part of the memes, which is, which is do we know what's in <laughs> a Big Mac? Do we know what's in a lot of the foods that we consume? Yeah. We don't. We don't. We don't take the time to learn. But yeah. with an epidemic of people being so sick, yeah. chronically sick, it's time to take all of that back. And that is why having you on is such a huge value because I know you know about food and I know you know the effects of food and combinations and things that we don't, you know, look. I'm an average person. John's an average person. Mm-hmm. We Tall don't. but average. <laughs> Tall but average. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> we, you know, it's hard to be the doctor, be the nutritionist, be all the things and wear all the hats that you have to wear in order to be healthy. But you have to do it. You have to do it. And, and I'll go so far as saying once I really got into it, I realized it wasn't as hard as we were making it. And that was where sort of my moment of truth happened, right? Like in that we're all busy, right? And we're all overwhelmed. We have too much information being thrown at us. We're juggling work. We're juggling families. We're juggling kids. We're trying to figure out how to take care of ourselves. We're just, it's, we're oversaturated, right? We've got our phones binging all the time. So where I really started to think is like, how can I simplify this, right? Because it's actually not as hard as we're making it. Okay, well, how to simplify and so, it. <laughs> and simplifying by like, let's start with just being more mindful of what you put in your body. Become Talk, educated. Speak to John, because I would like to see him incorporate a little bit more health. Okay. I experiment Apparently, John, with the foods that I know. <laughs> yeah. So I, I think that, you know, we, I think we look at this health thing like, oh, it's too much work. Like, I'm going to have to figure this out. I'm going to have to make the food. I'm going to have to do this. And it literally starts as simple as just, like, reading the, ba- the labels of the food you eat, right? Like, just turn it around. Look at the labels. And if it looks like it's like a monoglycoside and, and you know, something that like you don't recognize, and I don't talk about, like, superfoods that you don't recognize, like maca and spirulina, but, like, 
things that sound like chemicals that were made in a in a, in in a, in a um, lab mm -hmm. probably not good for you. Here's a, so here's a question: When you you speak about um, educating people about health and and a lot of these things are like causing extra issues, compounding on the COVID. One of the things I think we don't do enough of as a whole uh, is education about what is healthy eating. Because yeah. I think what a lot of people subconsciously don't see is there are more obstacles to eating healthy than anything, than any obstacle in life at all. I'm, the food is cheaper when it's bad for you. Mm -hmm. The soda's cheaper when it's bad. Like, soda's cheaper than water. I don't know when that took a turn, but it did. Scary, and, right? and, yes. And so all these signs, uh, uh, you can get a hamburger for 99 cents. You can get 20 chicken nuggets for $2. Like, what? Yeah. Like, where do all these chickens come from? Like, when, we, when you're talking about health and you're speaking about these things, the simple thing is reading the label. How do, how do we go about getting that information in the hands of people who need it the most? So, I think it's a great question. I think that the problem isn't necessarily getting the information in their hands. I think that the problem is the oversaturation of information and then the contradicting information, right? And it could be as simple as, and so they don't know what to believe, right? Like, I'll use a silly one. Uh, one day coffee's good for you, the next article says it's bad right. for you. Right, a wine is good for you. Wine is good, and the next day it's not, right? right? Um, well, you can have meat, but make sure it's grass-fed meat, or like it's like this very sort of like yeah. it's. And then once again, like people are just like I'm out, like right. I can't deal. But I think where we've come so far, especially going back to 13, 14 years ago when I started on this path, we've come so far. We have so much farther to go. But think about like Walmart, Target, Costco, organic. They have organic. Yeah, like you can get organic at at, at places and get. A big beautiful blueberries for I don't know six seven dollars that used to cost six dollars at a normal grocery store that are organic so the accessibility is getting much better and there's just the basics right that I think people understand like fruits and vegetables are good for you right let's just start with the basics right like you know eat more vegetables so but we understand that people also are short on time short on resources so we're still gonna pull all the boxed things because we need you know or the packaged foods right because Quickies. we need a quick yeah and so and I'm not saying that's bad just read the label look at what's in that food right and yes it's gonna cost more to do good but then I mean is your is your health worth it is your kids health worth it right, right? and I think that those options do exist now I, I, I think that 13 14 years ago they did it and so that's why we're coming so far and there's so much, there's a lot of subsidizing happen. Again, a lot farther we need to go. You've gained so much knowledge over all this time and you, you obviously developed all these products. What was the hardest part of getting to where you are now? Because again, a lot of times people are battling with yeah. trying to find the right way so yeah. and not knowing where to start because the, 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 the task seems so daunting. Yeah. It seems so hard. So for, for people out there trying, but feeling like it's too difficult, yeah. What would you say was the hardest part for you in your journey through this? I love the question. Um, I think I, and I always sort of reference it this way, in some ways I feel like it was a divine calling for me that I had no choice but to dive in fully and understand it. One of which was because I had a daughter that was not well. Right. And so, and, and then I had myself and, and my husband at the time, knowing that we were getting older 
and I was about to turn 40 and I didn't like the, how I was feeling as I turned 40. I was like, uh, uh, like we're not going down like this. Right. And so by your own experience, right? And then I'm hearing about my friends and the issues and challenges that their kids are having and thinking I have to do something, right? So my situation's a little bit different because I am that person who didn't have time to deal. I am the exact same person who was overwhelmed, didn't want to have to figure it out, don't have time to make the food, and I sort of took it in and said, no, you actually have to go figure this out so you can help others and simplify it for others, which was really what the birth of beaming was about. Yeah. Was, okay, let me go make really healthy food that tastes amazing, take the stigma out of healthy is yuck. Because it's supposed to be nasty. It's supposed yeah, to be nasty. Healthy is supposed to be nasty. It is. I mean... <laughs> So I was like, I'm going to change it. I'm like a foodie, right? I love really good food. It's one of my greatest pleasures in life, right? And so, and I also believe in balance. So the other piece of this is it's not about like making every perfect decision, right? I'd love for you to stay away from chicken nuggets and things like, you know, and processed hamburgers. That would be good. Right. Diet Coke. Those would be like in Red Bull. Those would be my big ones. But like, yeah, go out and enjoy a glass of wine and meatballs or tequila or whatever. Like it's it's not about taking the things away that you love. It's about getting, being more mindful about what you put in your body and having um, and feeling empowered because you feel really good when you're empowered, right? Because right? you're like, oh, like I'm doing something good for myself. And it's little steps that build on themselves. So beaming was really about that. It was like, okay, let me make healthy taste amazing and take the stigma away, make a great juice, a great smoothie. Yeah, but you didn't just make a great, she didn't just take a couple little things and put them together and go like, ah. It was incredible, the foods that she combined. It was really good. I really miss it. No, it, it, <laughs> it was honestly really good. was in those balls that you had. Yeah. Wait, would they, no, I don't think they were balls, Wait, but they you were. try this. The okay. cookie, the, they were the, they they were were the beanie the, like, bites. Yes. The beanie bites. And, and you just I don't. recreated that, that infl- inspiration in this. Okay. You're going to die. Well, we were, we're going to get on to your new. But I think, so, but thank you for that. And, and it, because I needed that for me. Like, I created beaming because I needed it. I didn't have time for this. And I wanted to create something that younger people would love that kids would want to go there instead of mcdonald's or some other junk food after sports practice or through you know at lunch so john has a two-year-old so you need to start instilling some of these good food habits with her i can't say enough about how important that is because i mean first of all they're forming their taste buds right now one of the biggest mistakes that my their father and i made is that we thought it was really cute when our kids would eat chop a cake and you know Reese's peanut butter cups and again I love Reese's so don't I'm not bashing but like why did we feel it was necessary to teach our kid to eat junk food when they weren't they wouldn't have known the otherwise because you're creating those taste buds now if we had just given them imagine if you just gave them green vegetables right they probably really start to like green vegetables and that's what they'll start to crave we're the ones that get them to go on to the dark side, right? So if you can get them early to, to just like healthy food and eat, eat those peas. <laughs> and you guys have so many better options than I did. We had the just jars for when I was having like my children, my oldest is 23 now. And how old are your kids? My oldest is 33. Yeah, okay, so we didn't have these options. Oh. I mean, we no. and, and nobody was thinking about making homemade food then. Oh my uh, God. That, you know what would be Even that. now. Yeah, even now. I mean, I have a lot of friends that do. So. Yeah, no, okay. But like the, the food options that exist now are insane oh, for babies. Like these kids are living large. 
Um, they ours had like the Gerber little jars, and right. that was about it, right? Um, Honestly, though, with my son, I fed him organic. Baby you, food. Yeah. All the way back, like back then. Yes. Oh my gosh. They, and they still sell the same organic. Amazing. And I can't even remember. Earth something. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I don't know, I know what, what you're talking about. Yeah. I don't know what made me. And, yeah. and, and hormone free milk. And I don't know why I got on that, but I did. You were intuitive. But, you did? Yeah, I, I was. But I didn't, I wasn't intuitive enough because he did have ADHD yeah. to figure out that food was a connection with it. So. But yeah, you have to start young with all of these these good eats, and I get it. You're a product of your environment, and you can only help so much of right. what yeah. is a part of your totally. environment and what's introduced to you. But it's true. We're living in a, a space now where if you're gluten-free, if you have histamine intolerances or dairy intolerances, there's places to go and eat. You're not Funny confined to figuring this stuff out on your own. It's it's like they're available for you. It's so it's so much easier than I think. Again, we're making it, and I think that's true in everything in life. Like I think that if you try to look at it like I have to change everything and I have to do everything perfectly, we're not going to do it. Like it's like if you it's like why January resolutions don't work. Like they go to the gym and they're all fired up because they're going to start their new year. Oh yeah, you. And then by the third week of January, you know, the failure. It's, 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 just, it's just like it's like it's just too much, right? Mm. Like a commitment's too much, it's too much work. But this is like, okay, fruits and vegetables. Got it. Check. Right? Like limit dairy, right? Stay away from processed foods. Right? And you know, if you're gonna have meat and fish, and again, I, and I'm not a I'm not a vegan. Um, but you know, I'm very mindful of the meat and fish that I do eat. So do you right? eat grass fed, organic, mm-hmm. no hormone yeah. meats? Absolutely. Absolutely. And you know why? And you know why is because I feel <laughs> different. So that's actually the part of what like through sort of the companies I've created and the foods I've created, it's really about teaching people how good they can feel when they put good stuff in their body. And when you feel that you don't want to put bad stuff in your body. And again, have your meatballs and you know french right. fries and champagne. Like totally, that, that's part of life too. But know when you feel your best. Because when your mind is clear and your workouts are strong and you're like, you've got energy and you're not exhausted and you're not lagging and your mood is good. You need to know where that meatball's coming from. Yeah. You need to know right. what that cow's been eating. Right, because all of it's <laughs> affecting you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you don't want that because exactly. whatever that cow consumes, that, you consume that cow too. creatine. <laughs> Oh, really? Is that... So, one of the other things, because I'm from a low-income area. When I was raised on the south side of Chicago, we didn't have... We, we were the... You eat what you can get the cheapest and the most of. And right. so that That's my background in food. Me doing this podcast is one of the times I've been able to kind of open my mind about dietary habits and, and, and forming good habits versus bad habits. And like she said... And like you said, there are now more options, but even the options are an overload. Because is it Whole Foods? Is it Trader Joe's? Like there's a bunch of, and the options are good, but again, there's an entire row of bad food. There's an entire row of good food. What's good of the good food? Because we know what's bad of the bad food. Mm -hmm. For people like me and and where I come from, how, how do we go about educating that group of people because when we talk about health issues when we talk about heart disease heart disease when we talk about diabetes when we talk about these things 
these are the people oftentimes suffering from these things. And a lot of this, and I, cause I can take from personal experience, it is generational. The negative eating is generational. If I went to dinner, and this is a true story. <laughs> if I went to dinner with my family at Thanksgiving, I flew to Chicago and said, I went to, I went to dinner. They tried to offer me something, dripped in something that we've been eating for generations. So now nah, I gotta eat this salad. They throw me out. Right. Like, <laughs> I mean, you're out. Like, right. yeah, you're not about it. You're yeah. done. Yeah. You're done. I see that. And, it, and it's not it's not one of those things where <laughs> I know. it's I can have this one meal. Like they that's all their meals. Yeah. They're Wait, all what was it meals. you said they were eating? It doesn't matter. It's dripped in something. It's dripping yeah. on. So there's the gross, gross I can tell this. Gizzards. Thing. No, it's called chitlins, okay? Chitlins, chitlins. they're pig intestines. Ooh. Oh boy. Okay, they're boiled, they're skinned, and then they're boiled. It's a four to five hour process. It's, it, it, you're, imagine peeling intestines for three hours to boil them for another hour and then to feed them to people on Thanksgiving. <laughs> Like, wait, so that's a that's a black family tradition. Is it chewy? Yes. So and what I'm saying that is. This was a generational meal. Mothers taught their daughters, taught their daughters, taught their daughters how to do this. These are bonding experiences that black families go through in doing this. And I'm sure other ethnic groups have same traditions and and things that date back in their history. But. The experiences of cooking, the experience of soul food, which is terrible for you. It's it's good. It's it's soul because it's heavy. It makes you sit down. It makes you pass out, and it almost it, it touches your soul because you can't get up. <laughs> That's where soul and soul food come from. But the idea that is surrounded around that, trying to introduce something new to people who who would see that as you are attacking my culture. You're attacking my way of life. You're attacking your traditions and my family. How do you break through to that? How do you break through to some of those people? I know that's a very long-winded question. Yeah, no, I think it's a great question, and I don't have the answer. <clears throat> and, and, I, that's okay. and, and that's okay. And I don't have the answer because I think, you know, I'll go back to some of the basics again, which is it has to take somebody to sort of lead, right. you know, and, and lead the movement within the family or, you know, someone has to kind of step in and just say, hey, we're gonna have a salad. We're gonna, we're gonna have more vegetables at dinner, right? Like, and I think that because where I think from just a human psychology, it's all of those little baby steps build on themselves. There's no way that you're gonna go back and change that. No, oh, no. no way. No. And I'm not gonna try to, and you're not gonna try to, right. but if they see you thriving, if they see you doing really well and you're feeling good and you're at the top of your game, they're going to be curious, right? Right. And and I want to. I think there's. So I was listening to this podcast yesterday, and I don't know if I'm going to butcher this story, but it was talking about really. Like, sometimes when we think that the, the when the problem is so big, we we don't do anything, right? But we forget that every one of our interactions throughout the day is a moment to create impact. Right. So you smiling at the, the, the barista at the coffee shop. Right. And saying hello. Right. Or if you're at the restaurant and you say use a person's name and you, and, and you ask them their name. And then as they come back, it's like, oh, John, you know, thank you so much for taking such good care of us. Those little in like in moments. Right. Then convey that then into just how you eat. Right. 
you make better choices for you because that's all you can really control right. is you. So, and again, we're not trying to overhaul your whole diet and everything you do, but I'm giving you the opportunity to think about my health. Your health is the most important thing you have, right? So as you're younger, as you are, like sort of feeling fat, like hey, I'm good. I'm 40, so I'm not that young. Okay, well, you're still young. Yeah, and, and you look younger, so you're doing something right, right? So, but I, like, as I'm at 50 now, I feel better than I have felt in, I mean, my whole life, right? It's the choices that I've made that have helped me get here, right? My mind is clear, my mood is good, I've got great energy, I don't take hormones. Like, I'm in a really good spot at 50, and I will 100% bet on that that is because of my food choices and how I take care of my body. So for me, health is everything. I wanna age and be strong as long as I go. I do not want to be 60 and 70 and 80 and, and, and on the couch just miserable, right? And you can change what you also might think that you're predisposed for, your genetics, 100%. your DNA. You can create your own footprint based on how you conduct your life. Not only that, so I think another important message that I learned, and this is, you can debate the percentages, but 70 to 80% of your health you control. So if 20 to 30% is influenced by environment, so whatever's in the air and water you're drinking, which we can't really control, um, and it's worse in some places than others, and the other is just your genetics. But if you could control, let's just, let's meet in the middle and say 75% of your health is what you eat, drink, and think, that's like, goes back to the whole point of what I was saying is you have a responsibility to do something. And it catches up with you sooner than later. It catches up with you. That's the problem. My dad, so this is, I, he'd be horrified, but he hasn't ever hidden this. He, he ate a McDonald's hamburger, probably just to be spiteful of me and like the work I do. Literally would pride himself on eating a McDonald's hamburger every day, like first thing in the morning. And I didn't say, and, and Diet Coke. And I, I just knew, I'm like, I'm, I'm not gonna change it. Like I, I can, he knows my stance on this. Well, guess what? He's all of a sudden, he's all this inflammation in his body and he can't play golf and his back hurts and his knees hurt and his body's not cooperating anymore. Now he's 74, so his body stayed with him for all that time, but now he's taken, you know, he's basically added on 15 years because all the things that he loves he can't do anymore. Now he's having surgeries. Now all of a sudden, all of that junk in his body finally caught up and he had vertigo and he had heart problems when he was drinking Diet Coke. So I finally got that out of his system, but I couldn't get rid of the McDonald's hamburgers until now. Can you, can you tell people to stop drinking Diet Coke as a solution? Like, like start there, it's like a simple thing? Yeah, because a lot of people are like, hey man, I, I ate today, but I did have a Diet Coke. It's like, listen man. I, it's so funny because when I, again, as I said before, like pick, I pick my battles, mm-hmm. right? Like I don't usually get this preachy, you know, like <laughs> so, but I get to in this conversation yeah. uh, because this is truly like what motivates me. This is my why, right? Um, I always say, I'll let you do what you're doing, right? Like I'll leave you alone, but the diet sodas and I'm not gonna just pick on Coke, <laughs> it's diet soda, um, and, and Red Bull are poison, like literally poison. And my mom and the health issues she has are from Diet Cokes over here. There's so much science to back this up. I will stop, I will let everything else go and just like, if I can make one impact into anyone listening to this right now, please do not drink the diet sodas. Not only are they incredibly addicting, but they are 
absolutely poison. Now, the cool thing is there are a million bubble drinks now, right? Because yeah, that's what true. you that's what you get addicted to. It's the bubbles and like that just and, and like think of how many bubbly drinks there are now and they're flavored and you can have the grapefruit and the cherry and the you name it. It's right. out there. So those are your replacements. So you're not taking anything away. And I think that's part of the mindset in making healthier choices is not looking at it as I took it away, but I, I, I brought something better in for me. And, and then the next thing you know, you don't want that diet soda anymore. You're loving your bubble drinks, right? And, and, and you feel better. And so all of a sudden you're like, oh, well, that was easy. And then you kind of make your next transition. And you add a new thing in, and maybe instead of having a full plate of mashed potatoes and one of those gizzards, chitlins, 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 are delicious. Especially yeah. <laughs> fried, I'm sure. If you ever have a food conversation with a black person, say, "Have you ever had chitlins?" <laughs> Their face will do one of two things. They will look like, what the hell are you talking about? How or, the hell do you know this? Or, or their face will light up and go, how do you know that? That's amazing. <laughs> okay, thank you for that tip. I, I will remember that. And I'm going to pull that out sometime. I'm going to think of you. Every little bit helps. Um, but I think that, like, you know, okay, so still have that. But, like, maybe have half the plate and then, like, replace the other one with your vegetables, right? Again, we're not going to change everything. And I'm not on that mission. You brought out something different and much, much bigger. And um, which is like, how do you educate, especially in lower economic communities? Right. That's a whole nother conversation itself. And I think that is happening, right? Again, there's a lot of different things happening in schools and trying to educate young people, but that the young people are educated, the parents aren't educated, then what's- And they, the oh, the honestly though, they don't even have grocery stores that have fresh produce right. in lower economic. Oh, food deserts. Yeah. yeah. They're food deserts. Now, you do, but there's even things happening. Um, what's the place, the company? I used to consult for them and I'm, every table. And every table is all about food deserts. And so they created a beaming, like concept, that the meals are $5. So hmm. more than your chicken nuggets, right? But a really delicious, healthy meal for $5. And they have great funding. And they're all over LA and they only go into the food deserts. And his vision and mission, um, Sam, I can't his last name, um, is like to bring every table and concepts like this across the country. So it is happening. That's right? Good. It is happening. Now the people still have to make the choice. Right. Right? But it all starts with choice, right? I made the choice that I didn't want to feel that way. I dove in and tried to figure it out, right? I, you know, wanted to, to help my child. Right? But we so, just have to keep the conversation going so that people understand that there is a direct correlation between the food you eat and yeah. your health. Yeah. It's not 100%. something that because your grandmother had this that you're going to get this. It, no, you can change the whole trajectory of your own path. The obesity problem we have in this country is horrifying. Yeah. Right? And and I, I'm sorry, but I, there's no excuse because we also have access more than any other country too healthy. Now, the excuse is that marketing and the propaganda and all the things telling us like eat the chicken nuggets and eat the McDonald's and all that. And so it's that unfortunately and of course big pharma and stuff is is sort of gets more of the the marketing and media attention yeah. than than the make the healthy choices. Going back to that covid thing. Why were we not having a huge that was our moment. That was our moment as a country to like like have a huge like 
hey guys, like, let's Come get to healthy Jesus together. Yeah. Food, yeah. Let's do this together. Let's fight this up again together. And sure, wear your mask, stay inside, whatever, wash your hands, but like, eat better, exercise. That was not part of the conversation. No. Ever. Yeah. And that was the most important part of the conversation. Arguably more than the mask and the washing your hands, right? What do we do with washing the hands? We just killed our body's ability to kill germs on our own. <laughs> we, we over disinfected right. ourselves. Right. I stopped that. And about then we four killed our in. flora. And so, yeah. and like, but so, so that shame on us. And the doctors that were trying, the Mark Hyman's of the world and other doctors that, you know, Dr. Cole and Dave Asprey and the people that were really trying to spread that message, unfortunately, were quieted. That's a whole other conversation, which I'm when, not going to go into. But um, one of the things when you when you talk about people and and the obesity in this country, people are proud to be fat. Like that that that's taken a turn. Yeah. That, and, and lately, that it's like people say, "I'm thick." No, you're fat. Like there's a vast <laughs> difference between being healthy yeah. and and being a natural body size. Because some people's all bodies are different. So some bodies are naturally heavier than others. And those people may not be overweight because that's just the way that they're physically built. Yeah, of course. And some people are fat and they're trying to pretend like they're the other person. Yeah. And, and that's, a, that's another that's another. Well, hurdle. I would challenge, right, because you're right, everyone's body is different. Some people are super, super skinny mm-hmm. naturally. Other people are just, you know, it's a lot harder to lose weight. Right. They gain weight easier. And so, or they're just thicker. But I think the bigger question is, how do you feel? Like, that's a real question we should be asking. How do I feel? Do I have energy? Do I, like, can I exercise? Can I go for a long walk or a hike or a run? Can I um, get on a bike and go for a bike ride? Like, do my knees hurt because there's so much weight on them? Like, that's the real question is how do I feel? And, okay, so then the vanity side of it, whether I'm comfortable in my body or I'm mm-hmm. not, like, put that aside, yeah. right? It's how do I feel? Am I, do I feel like... I am thriving. Do I feel like I'm going to, that my body's going to work with me as I age, right? And as you're younger, again, you're, you're, you think that everything is invincible, invincible yeah. like you're fine, you're going to be great forever. I'm telling you, you're not. Like, you're not. <laughs> and, and, and we know as a fact that that's not true, right? And so if you look at how do I feel today, how do I want to feel tomorrow, how do I want to feel in five years, ten years, that's the question people should be asking themselves. If you feel good in your body and you have extra weight on you, good for you, right? Like, uh, like no body shaming. Right. But are you really, are you, I, and I think a lot of that's a cover too. I think when people are like, I'm fat and I'm proud. Right. I think that's a cover. And I think that they're hiding behind the, um, the lack of, of really taking care of themselves. I would agree with that. I would agree with that. So let's say that we're getting rid of all Diet Coke because I had Diet Coke the other night. I went like 10 years without a Diet Coke and now for some reason I'm like Back on the wagon. Because it's that addicting. You can't can't actually have one. You can't have one. I know. I have maybe one a week. It's terrible. Okay, so that's a bad food. Can you give us one food, one food that we should all be eating? Um... God, I don't know if I can answer it as a one food. I can answer it as a one one superfood that changed my life. But let me think about the one food. I mean, 
it's hard. That's a hard one for me to answer because I think everyone's body is different. And I say that from the standpoint of somebody could say oh, kale. Everyone should eat kale, right? Like that's going to change the world. And or broccoli, right? Well, if you have hormone issues or thyroid issues, then cruciferous vegetables aren't great for thyroid. They actually slow your thyroid. So yeah, broccoli is really good for you, except for that. Kale is really hard to digest, mm-hmm. right? We had a kale movement a few years ago. Remember yes, we that? did. Um, it was on everything. And it was on <laughs> chips. It was in the burgers. It was on the nuggets. It was on kale wrapped nuggets. It was kale everything. Kale we had, hat. We had a moment. Socks. And, and we had a quinoa moment too. And both of those are really hard to digest and can cause all sorts of digestive issues. And I'm not saying they're good. I'm not saying they're bad. But a lot of people didn't, it didn't, wasn't optimal, right? So it's hard for me to think about one food. Um, and I don't know, if I asked you, what would you say? I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know the, 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 um, the power of a lot of these foods that you do. I know what I'm told to eat and yeah. what I'm told not to eat. And I just kind of follow that because I've, I've been going yeah. to a biochemical nutritionist. Ooh, cool. She's trying to help me identify my crap. Yeah. And so kale is one thing that she told me not to eat. Right. And and also it changes. So I think it's also important to say like, we've got the coconut creams and we got the almond milks and we've got all this. So I would say one thing I would stay away from as much as you could besides the processed foods and, yeah. the, and the obvious, I think the dairy. Um, so I'm going to say what to stay away from. Okay. Dairy, we're not meant to drink milk. It's not normal for a human to drink another animal's milk. Like and if you look there. in the animal kingdom, I learned this a long time ago, they feed their young until they're a few weeks old and then they're done for life. Yeah. No more milk. Not normal. And that's that. And so, and then you go into the yogurts um, and and all of this dairy and then cheese is, on, cheese is on everything. And I love cheese. Don't get me wrong. Like cheese you give me really cheese good. and wine and I'm like yeah. in heaven. Cheese but I only have goat pale. and sheep. I don't do... I do goat and sheep because it's a lot less inflammatory and a lot uh, doesn't have all the other chemicals in it, right? It's much purer, right? So that's just my choice. I know that all I, I still feel the effect of having the cheese, but it's a choice that I make when I do it, right? So, but all the, the yogurt stuff out there, I think that's one of the biggest false kind of like you know movements is. Mm-hmm. Most of it's loaded with sugar. You can have a yogurt that has 25 grams of sugar. Are you kidding me? Like, I'd rather have a Snickers bar. Yeah. If I don't have that many grams of sugar. He's not going to argue. And it's going to be bigger, better for you, right? And so I think that that's, um, I think that's one that we, we, especially from an inflammation standpoint, you're having aches and pains in your body. You're feeling a little fluffy in the face, right? You want to like, just, just stop, like maybe make your digestion work better. Take out the dairy and see what happens. Like that's so I'm gonna take I'm gonna answer your question with a takeaway. Okay. What I will say though is if if I when people ask me what food changed my life and I'm gonna say food it's really a superfood. Um, there's a couple. I'd say turmeric is oh, one. I need to write. Oh, turmeric. Okay. Turmeric is one, that. and we all kind of know that, and and I think their curcumin and and the anti-inflammatory properties of of turmeric and and. It's um, it fights you know all the other uh, you know the diseases and they say it's anti-cancer and all those things. So like you can't go wrong with turmeric, but the the one that I cannot live without now and that was part of how Chroma started is matcha. 
Okay. Explain and I say matcha because most people drink coffee. Right? Right. I don't know. I have a bad rap. Do you drink coffee? Yes, I do. Do you drink coffee? No. Okay. What do you drink? How do you start your day? Mountain Dew. Oh, dude. Okay. But at least it's not diet, right? No, no. I, I would never <laughs> drink a diet. Mountain Dew in the morning? I would never drink oh, a diet man. anything. God, you're like my husband. He likes that crap, too. It looks like urine. I, it looks like urine, but I remember it does. drinking it's when yellow. I was yellow. I know. It looks disgusting. But again, it's so dis- it's so addicting. It comes in different colors. It's addicting, and he probably would go on like major withdrawals if he tried to come off. But like, I'll challenge you to. See I have to go to a rehab center. You might have to. I know, and that's exactly I mean, what they Betty want Ford. to have happen. So Betty Ford. So for people drinking coffee, I was like the majority of, of people. I was my morning coffee was my go to. Uh, I don't. I want to say this. I don't have an issue with coffee. I just think that. Much is better okay. if you if you need that morning caffeine, right? So what I was finding with coffee, and especially as we get older, and women can relate to this a lot, is it was making me irritable. It was making me a little bit just like crawling out of my skin, um, more anxiety, more anxiousness, right? Mm-hmm. Just unsettled, right? Yeah. And then usually there's a crash, right? And I didn't want to stop though, because you, you wake up and you like love that you cup of coffee. Smell it. You can't it's wait. It's one of the best parts of the day. Routine of it. And like, and if you're drinking a latte, like you cannot wait for no. that morning moment. So when I transitioned, and I it was a forced transition. It was like, all right, this is not good for me, and it's also so acidic. So talk about inflammatory now, right? The acid is inflammatory. Yeah. Horrible on your gut, right? And so as we're getting older. Usually we have more gut issues because we've probably had some parasites along the way and lots of other things have sort of like messed up what's happening down here. We've probably had too many antibiotics that killed all our gut flora. So now you throw coffee on top of that and it's just like the perfect storm. So I was like, all right, I have to switch to something, but I'm not going to give up that morning moment and I still want a little bit of caffeine. I heard about matcha and when I got, when I learned about matcha and the benefits, so the benefits of matcha are um, there's caffeine but it's a slow release caffeine, so you don't get that hit and that jolt. It has 130 times the antioxidants of green tea, which we know green tea is good for you, but like this is like on steroids, so you get all of that like anti-aging, you get that sort of immunity boosting, like all the antioxidants that come in a matcha. You have L-theanine, which is so powerful for just mood boosting, um, actually reducing stress and anxiety and creating mental clarity, right? So on and on and on, right? Okay. So for me, transitioning to matcha, as much as I resisted it at first because most matcha tastes terrible and we'll, I'll come back to that, but when I found good matcha and then I was drinking it and transitioned, I was like, oh my God, my life changed. And it's such a silly thing to say that something that simple, but I no longer had that morning anxiety. I no longer had the jitters. My skin got better, my brain got clearer, all the things that it says it does, it does. And so that was actually sort of how Chroma started. Okay, you just start, you just sold me on matcha because I think coffee is, I drink a pot of coffee in the morning. Oh dear God. Okay, yes, we're gonna change that. And I actually brought, so, I brought you, you matcha. You gave me trouble about Mountain Dew. Yeah, I know, I was like, wait. Wait a minute which, here. Which one should I intervene right. on first? Wait <laughs> a minute here, I thought. <laughs> Please tell us what Chroma is because this is a very exciting, should we call it a venture? A venture. Uh, a venture. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's like, it's a movement really. It is. Yeah. So it's, 
So these detoxes and these cleanses, what is yours? Tell us all about them. Yeah, so and I, I'll take a step back from that too because it really goes back to everything we're talking about. How, how do I make healthy taste amazing, approachable, sexy, fun, delicious, easy? Like that's like, like yeah, that was the, what we went into beaming. That's what's gone into this, right? So, and beaming was challenging because it was all perishables. You had to have a cafe. And we, we grew it to 10 cafes before I left and it's now owned by Earth Bar, but... I was like, how do I reach more people? Like, this is changing people's lives. Like, I want to do more of that. And, but when it's perishables, we couldn't ship it. And so it's like, I wanted it to be more accessible. So I basically took all the good of what Beaming was and recreated it in like a powder-based form that really could fit into people's lifestyle. So Chroma is really a lifestyle wellness company. Um, We launched two months ago. Um, I've been working on it for over three years. Um, Literally just playing with superfoods. But going back to the matcha piece of it, it literally started, I mean, yes, I've been doing these things and playing with superfoods for 14 years now. And in the kitchen, I call it kind of my mad scientist stuff, trying to figure out how to work with superfoods and make healthy taste amazing so people want it and have the cravings that you did. But the matcha one for me sort of was one of the light bulb moments because I was like, wait, this matcha is changing my life. Like everyone should drink this, right? So it was sort of my, my subliminal, like, and I started giving it to my friends and then they became obsessed. And then because I'm a superfood geek and sort of pioneer in that way and have been playing with these things for so long, I was like, hmm, I'm going to take the matcha and I'm going to add collagen because we know collagen is great for us and we know it's great for the hair, skin, and nails. And um, and so, and it has some protein in it. Um, it's lacking in amino acid, but it's still really good for us. Um, I'm going to add some turmeric because we love turmeric. Ginger is great for digestion. Um, put some mushrooms in it that are like beautifying mushrooms because medicinal mushrooms and mm-hmm. these lion's mane, lion's mane. And, yeah. and all these different um, the shagas and uh, the rishis etc so I'll put some great mushrooms in there and give it a little just enough sweet but keep it low sugar um, what I have in here maca because maca is actually a hormone balancing and libido boosting so what's not, not to love about that mm-hmm. so I took all my favorite superfoods mixed it in to one product but what I was doing because at the time I was traveling all the time and so I would carry eight superfoods with me and mix them in my hotel room and like make my morning matcha and that was like well what if I just create a product that has all of it in so that's actually how ding, Chroma ding, started ding. <laughs> and so it started with matcha and then I kept building it and building it and building it and then sort of went back to and wanted to create kind of this just you know real collection of great products whether it was lattes like the one i just was showing you is yeah, so tell us, tell us what, what what's the difference between these four that we have here today so i just brought us we, we we launched two months ago with 19 products which um for any entrepreneur listening to this i don't recommend that um usually not the way that you launch but um it was necessary because of the cleanse detox that I'll talk about yeah. in a second I needed to bring together 19 products into one five-day program okay and then make those those products available so that people could maintain could, could keep going yeah like keep all the good going yeah so this one so there's lattes there's bone broths there's superfood snacks like the cookie butter and porridge there's um, smoothies there's tea, there's elixirs, like a hydration elixir, super greens elixir. So it's like this whole compilation, all of which I created in my kitchen with my daughter. That's crazy. And literally playing with superfoods and just like a little bit of this and a little bit of that and finding really good maple sugar from Vermont. And, yeah. Um, so 
like this one that I was giving you just playfully to see if we can replace your Mountain Dew is mm. spicy passion latte, which is a cacao, like a spicy hot chocolate, okay. but it has mushrooms, a shaga, and you know, what is it? What other ones we put in here? All sorts of good stuff. Um, we've got lucuma, goji, maca, mesquite, lots of good stuff. Pumpkin spice, shaga mushrooms, cordyceps, etc. So that in this, and it's like this, this decadent. Like, just cup of, like, yeah, I'll drink that. Like, instead of a milkshake, like, this is just, like, heaven, right? So I try to create things like cookie butter where you eat it and you feel like you're having this dessert. Like, you love yeah. eating bites. Yeah, like yeah, this yeah. Is, this, will, this is insane. So everything's just, like, craveable but enjoyable, easy. Throw it, like, we have it in sachets. Throw it in your purse. It goes with you. We're all busy. I did it, like, again, I don't have time. So we're all busy. I don't have time to make food for myself in the day. So I'm, it's grab and go. It's grab and go. I'm a... I'm an entrepreneur with three kids, single mom, live in two cities, um, you know, have, um, you know, raised a lot of money from some really powerful people. Um, it's and really exciting what you've done. I mean, I've been following you on Instagram. You. So, you. I mean, you, so who are some of your backers? Um, so what I, I'll start by saying, yes. uh, it's 95% funded by women. That's which amazing. Is super rad. That's really and great. And that was a that was a vision that I had early on. Uh, not easy to do actually because the women aren't the ones that said yes first. Uh, it's actually men. Um, Dick Costello, the former CEO of Twitter, was my first check. Um, John Callahan from True Ventures, who was the first check in Peloton, was my second check. And Brian Meehan from Blue Bottle Coffee was my third check. How do you get meetings with these guys? Um, you get one person to say yes after about. A hundred have said no. Yeah. <laughs> or a thousand. How and then that one yes And then that one introduced you to somebody else and introduced you to somebody else. Yeah. And Dick Costello was the connection to many of those. And then a woman named Jenny Lefcourt, who was the one first female, who then introduced me to other women who then went from there. Um, I, but it's, it's not easy. Um, and, and the process of raising capital, well, I'll, I'll tell a better story with this, just for anyone that's interested. So November 3rd of last year, um, this is the really juicy stuff, um, I didn't have a dollar to my name, I couldn't pay rent, and literally wasn't sure, like I was like, am I gonna have to move in with my parents? And mind you, I still have three kids. Yeah. And um, because I, I had been raising money, we started raising money for Chroma right the day before COVID started. Oh. And I was already on my lifeline because I had already used my 401k, every dollar to my name I had put into this. And all of a sudden, like day before, the world shuts down, no way you're gonna ask people for money, right? And yeah. so you're like, we're trying to figure out toilet paper and like, like this whole new life and world that we're living in. So that's off the table. Um, so what I did because of that is I just went in the kitchen and I created the five day wellness program. And I just was like, all right, like go in and make this a thing, mm -hmm. right? Like it's not just like, here's the vision, but like we're actually gonna make an actual product. Yeah. So while I was waiting out on COVID, um, and I really just went out to, to do that, and then that became how I started to like have people try the beta program, and then they loved it, and then they were like, hey, telling their friends, like Amy Coleman did it, right? And mm -hmm. Dick Costello did it. So, um, so that sort of left, but I still couldn't get yeses, right? That first check is the hardest check, and you have to have the thickest skin. As I'm like waking up with anxiety, Every morning at three, I'm going, oh my God, like, how am I going to pay rent? How am I going to do this? But also knew I can't not do it because everything that we talked about earlier today is what drives me. 
And I was like, this has to exist in the world. I, I know so much of my purpose is like to change lives. And I know how to make healthy taste amazing. I can do it in ways that really fit into people's lives and people are excited about it and they want it, they want to enjoy it like beaming. Right. So this has to happen, um, but I'll never forget November 3rd, it was a Monday, like the day before an election day, and rent was due on November 1st and I couldn't pay it and the first check came in. And um, I'm gonna have a big party this year on November oh 3rd, God. by the way. As you, as you should. <laughs> yes. So, um, and, we and then it just sort of kind of kept coming but then and this will go back to the question you had about who's involved so now we're in february and we haven't raised all the money yet and i am like still shaking because we need two and a half million dollars to push go to place our orders to really get off the ground and i think we have like 1.3 million raised and i'm exhausted i'm like it's a sunday morning I'm just like, I don't, how, how am I gonna do this? Like, we've got money, but like, we, we, we need more to right. really do this. And I get a text um, from one of our investors, a female investor, and she says, check your email. And there's an email from Gwyneth Paltrow, um, who emailed me. And I just got chills. Huh? <laughs> I just got chills. Yeah, it was That's a, pretty, a big deal. It was a big deal. And she messaged me and said, Lisa, you know what a fan I have always been of yours. I heard you have a new venture. I'd love to hear more. Um, she had known of me through Beaming and loved Beaming. Uh, I can't tell you that I knew that she was a fan of mine. Um, so that was, you know, oh, nice. that's moment. I mean, that's a good Sunday. You are right to the top of the health and wellness community yeah. and guru. Yeah. I mean, her whole goop that's, enterprise yeah. is it's about this. Is this? Yeah, it's about this, and that was. And she's been incredible, and she has been such a supporter, and she invested. Um, along with Jessica Seinfeld, um, Amy Schumer, which I love like the, the it's like the sort of extremes, right? right? I mean, Amy Schumer would never claim to be like the guru of health and wellness, right? But she loved this and this changed her life, right? Um, Greg Renfrew from Beauty Counter, Candice Nelson from Sprinkles and Pisana. Um, <clears throat> we just have a, the most uh, incredible a group of, of investors and then all of the, everybody else in between. Yeah. And every single one of these investors is like, what can I do? How can I help? I'm in. And that's so fun. If you're investing in something that you <clears throat> love and believe in, you're going to be part of the process of getting the word out. No, it's so fun. And it's like we, um, we've you know, been active now for about 10 weeks. We, um, all of our marketing so far has been through organic and it's been through our, really our investor community and friends of the brand and our PR that um, people have gotten excited about and rallied because they felt the difference. Yeah. And that's the thing I keep going back to is like, it, if, so the five day wellness program is really sort of that like awakening, right? You, you, you consume Chroma for five days, you customize it to your own needs, you add what you need, whether you need to add protein or you wanna um, add vegetables to your broths. I mean, you, you, you add as much as you need because it's also about teaching you about getting in touch with your body, right? And everybody's body is different and what they need. But the, but the foundation of the program is like literally powders that you add water to or add some almond milk or non-dairy milk to and the rest you sort of just it's so easy but the part that really excites me is it's just it's a reset in life right which it's bigger than just the food you're putting in your body it's literally like you're taking control of your health you're saying I'm going to take care of me for five days I'm going to make that commitment I whether you've been 
drinking too much, eating too much, on vacation, just lost your way, don't know how to start your way, wherever you're at, it sort of just kind of fits in. It's so enjoyable. I don't believe in starvation and deprivation. I think that that's bogus, not necessary. I don't think you learn anything because it just teaches your body to go into starvation mode. And then when you're done, so what? You lost a couple pounds. Who cares? Yeah. Like you gain you're, it right back anyway. You're gonna get right back. Yeah. I mean, so for me, I've always approached this beaming was the same way. It was like I care more about what happens after than the quote cleanse itself, because that the the those five days that you commit to taking care of yourself are like those moment of truth where yeah you lost some weight right you look great inflammation went down your energy went better that people say they have the best workouts of their life like you can work out on this because we didn't take the nutrition away we actually fueled you with mm-hmm. nutrition your mind was great you were able to show up for your kids you went to the office like you were on like game on what is there not to love about that and it only took five days and so that goes back to the early on where it's like we make it more complicated than it actually is i mean in one day you can feel better when you just take the shit out. It's yeah. like, like just start there. I mean, I would challenge, I'm gonna go back to the point where you, what we were saying earlier, which is, this is what I did with my daughter, right? So imagine she's 10, 11 years old, and you're gonna tell a kid she can't have pizza and pasta and sandwiches when all her kids are, are in Doritos. I was like, hey, let's play a game. Let's, like, what if we, like for two weeks, Let's just eat, you know, vegetables and fruit and we'll eat this healthy stuff and we'll make it fun and let's see how we feel. And like, imagine, you know, like most kids would be like, what? But because <laughs> I made it a game, right? Mm-hmm. And, and it was like, okay, we're all going to do this together and we're going to see, like, we're going to wake up every day and we're going to talk about how do you feel today and how I feel. And like, then everyone's in it because now it's like, wait, like, mom. I, Competition. I, it's, it's, yeah, like, and who feels better and why? And you make a conversation about it. But like that happens in one day, literally in one day when you take the shit out, your body might go into total panic. Your body's probably gonna freak out if you take out Mountain Dew. Like I'm gonna give I'm, you that I'm, I'm for a few sure days. You sure might have to submit you to some mm-hmm. sort of detox program. But uh, and so okay, you might take a week. But uh, but the point <coughs> is, in a very short amount of time, you can feel better fast. Now coffee matcha. I, because I believe in lifestyle approaches to things, and I don't think when we pull everything out, that's not the way we learn, that's not how we grow, it's not how we have the tools to then carry forward, because it's really the choices that you make every day that lead to health, vitality, well-being, longevity, all the things that we really want. It's, it's the choices that you make every day, not what you do five, 10, 15 days a year. So these ridiculous programs out there that are these quick fixes, yeah. that's all they are. And it's like, then you're right back where you started. So I think, you know, unless under a care of a physician over a certain purpose that you're doing some sort of really deep detox or something, but that's very different, right? Than oh, yeah. just getting back on track or not knowing how to incorporate healthy food in your, in your diet. And so this is a starting point, right? Um, and then, you know, what happens is that people feel so good, they lose the weight, if that was the goal. Um, they're inspired, they want to learn more, and then they can use any of their favorite stuff and just keep going in their life. I have Chroma five to eight times a day, um, and, I, and meaning that I have one of our products okay. five to eight times a day. I start my day with the matcha, I have a, a porridge for breakfast, um, I'll have our hydration elixir, I have our super greens elixir, I always have at least one bone broth. My, the bone broth was my lunch today, I sauteed in some salmon cakes and some vegetables, um, sometimes I just have it by itself. Dinner tonight, I'll probably have bone broth again. I love it that much, right? 
Um, and then I'll have our magnesium for, for dinner, or for, for after dinner, just for sleep and digestion, um, and for just overall muscle recovery. So it's a lifestyle-based thing, and, and I think that that's really where, you know, if we can help people simplify their lives, let you focus on your kids, let you focus on your business, the things that you love, and yeah, go out for a beautiful dinner. I can't wait to go have champagne and oysters or whatever, you know, this weekend. Um, but I just have the tools that I can just incorporate easily. Yeah. It's all you about know? knowledge and knowing what you're putting in your body and knowing the benefits. Absolutely. And, and, it, and we need the resets because if yeah. you really think about it, like it's... it's to clean it out. I mean, we got to clean, clean it, it out. There's all kinds of goo in there. Mm -hmm. To clean it out and to also just... And I guess we'll go back to like the reset of your life, right? Because when you take control of your health, you feel really good. And like you, there's like something else that shifts in you outside of the, the physical benefits. There's a mental, right, reset that happens. Yeah. Like you are sort of like, I can do anything, right? Like you've just given this gift to yourself, and it was five days. Like you really yeah, didn't big suffer. Deal. Yeah. Like who who cannot do that? Whether you do chroma or you do something, some some other thing, you make the food yourself, and you get really. Because you have the time, right? Which again, most of us don't have the time. Right. Most of us don't have the wherewithal or want to have to even think about figuring it out, right? But if, if that's your jam, go for it. All I'm suggesting is give yourself that five-day gift where you take out the shit, put in the good, get mindful, sit present with your body, feel how you feel, how you feel in your body when you feed it well. Do not starve yourself. That's not going to help you thrive. It's going to help you. It's going to make you hate sick too. It's going to make you feel terrible. Yeah. And then you're going to just like, you're not going to want to continue and then you'll dread ever doing it again. Right. So, and like give yourself that gift, whether you Google this afterwards and you, you buy Chroma or you Google just five day healthy detox, right? Nourishment, focus on nourishment, not starvation. And you it, all sorts of other transformations happen when you do that. Last question. Yes. It's going to be the hardest question. I can only imagine. We're going to go deep. Okay. <laughs> Did we not already? No, we're going to go, <laughs> we're finna go <laughs> deep. We're going to go deeper than deep. Yeah. We talked a lot about this during this entire time we've been sitting here. And I want to go deep on it. Tell me about your kitchen. What's your favorite part of your kitchen? My kitchen? As mm -hmm. in, like, my. Your home. Well, you made all, because you made all this in your kitchen at your home. My part of my kitchen it's, it, it's been a really important part of this because that's where all this came from your kitchen i mean obviously your mind your heart your ideas yeah. but your kitchen created played a big part in this what's the favorite part of your kitchen well i feel like i've been in there after this conversation ah it's amazing i mean you should have seen my daughter and i literally for three years like just like measuring you know, little, you know, like and then just all of our jars like 50 jars of superfoods and stuff um, so that's such, a, I, I wish I could tell you because I have moved so many times <laughs> that I, I'm in a new kitchen now, right? Like I literally moved the week after we launched while I had COVID, mind you, and like didn't even have time to get sick. And the reason why I got COVID is because I had been work beaten down, exhausted, traveling, not taking care of myself. And like in the perfect storm to get it, right? You got it. Um, didn't get sick. I was fine. I got sort of the COVID darkness, which is a whole other conversation that was awful. But um, but I think to answer your question on the kitchen, so I'm in a new kitchen now. Congratulations. And I have a beautiful ocean view kitchen. And my last kitchen was great. And I had, you know, a beautiful 
just open space. So it's the view. Community. She loves the view. I love the view. Okay. I love the view. That'll inspire anybody. Actually, it's hilarious kitchen. because my new kitchen is so stupid in that I have this beautiful view. It's so stupid because, like, it's I don't know if it was made for, like, miniature people because I rent, right? Like, the I can't even put a turkey in the oven for, like, Thanksgiving if I wanted to make one. It's like like a little miniature. Mini oven? And it's this mini stovetop. Like, you can't have more than two things cooking on the stovetop at one time. <laughs> the fridge, I was like, we're, like, like little people living here? Like, and mind you, like, the view is massive, right? right. I'm like, did we forget about the kitchen? <laughs> so, you focus on the view. What about the refrigerator? I know. So like and, and, and like in a microwave like it's like this big it's tiny it's funny so so Lisa, where can everybody find you how can we follow along with chroma spell it fill everybody in awesome um so it's chroma wellness and how and it's with a k k-r-o-m-a wellness.com okay think of the word chroma c-h-r-o-m-a right which is really color the purity of color and we're really kind of playing on that as like the purity of mother nature and the vibrancy of matcha and turmeric nice. and goji berries, right? Yeah. So it's chroma with a K mm-hmm. um, and wellness.com or also on Instagram at chroma wellness. Um, and if you Google us, you'll see all sorts of fun articles. We won best reset or we were named best reset, most delicious reset in Vogue. Um, there's a fun article in Forbes about sort of my fundraising story and lots of other kind of um, accolades that we've um, been acknowledged for over the last uh, few months. Well, keep doing what you're doing. I love that you're just opening it up to everybody and you make it Thank exciting. You. Thank you. Thank you so much. I mean, this so has been such a fun competition. You've got me inspired. I wanted to tell you. <laughs> Like, I'm noodling now because you've brought up some things that are really, really, really important, and I want to take that to heart Thank you. and think through that. sort of what we can do to, to to play more of an impact, you know, in some of those. Include play, everybody. Yeah, and be more inclusive. That's so, yeah, thank you for that. Thank you. So, but yeah, and thank you for thank the conversation. You. It was so much fun. I love All that. right. It was awesome.